You better wipe down, don't hesitate to listen to the mommies with the crown. Oh, wipe down, or is it wipe up? Oh my god, seriously, fill her up a sailor shot. Oh yeah, and that's gooder than a bitch. I be flossing my teeth, 28 inch rim. My teeth be all be shiny, man, honky ass white. Who just bought it? Was that the yo man? All I know is pikes. Hey, buddy, guess who it is, man? It be top dog, spread the knowledge all about the shits. Mommy T and Mommy C, flexing all the goodest guests, watching clips and talking shit. The mommy is the best. But I want to say this once before the shout, man. Mommy's for life. Fuck being a bro. Yo. Yeah. That's a nice song. You like that, James? I did. It's a, one of the very first submissions we ever got. No. This was? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Wasn't this? One of the first like few songs that we ever played when from we were, a listener. When we started requesting songs? Yeah. Maybe after we, after our request, but not one of the first submissions. Because people submitted songs before we even asked for them. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Back in the day. Um, so, uh, very very exciting that we have um, a live podcast this Friday, November 22nd at the Ice House in Pasadena uh, in the the room called Stage 2 there. It's a smaller room. Um, they've done a lot of podcasts there. It's really, it's a great, great club and a great room. So we, we very much hope that if you're in the area, you'll make your way to the Ice House on Friday for our podcast uh, we couldn't be happier to be doing it there um, and of course we have mentioned this before but we'd like to mention it again anybody can watch this podcast streaming live on Laughster so if you go to Laughster which is L-A-F-F-S-T-E-R Laughster.com you sign up for an account you can stream the show live um, in addition to that, we have some really cool prizes uh, for people that are willing to bid. Um, some of the prizes include appearing on the show, um, getting a, a special gift from us, and um, anybody that bids on these gifts um, will be donating money to uh, the Wounded Warriors Project. Mm-hmm. So that's very exciting. Um, we hope that you guys will participate and um, get involved in that. What else? Um, well, I have the uh, Largo show tonight, if you are um, listening, the moment this comes out. I'm at Largo tonight with some of the other people from All Things Comedy. Uh, Bill Burr, Ryan Sickler, um, a couple other people. But anyways, I'm um, very excited about that. Then... In a week or so, is that right? I'm going to be with um, 
who is it? Joey Diaz. Joey Coco Diaz in both um, both in uh, at the Calusa Casino and then in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, it's December 6th and 7th, so that's in a couple weeks. And um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. And then New Year's in Washington, D.C. Uh, with my jeans, doing a bunch of shows, including New Year's Eve. Um, and by the way, the uh, live podcast on Friday is at 8 p.m. Doors are open at 7. What you got, jeans? <clears throat> All right, jeans. The 22nd with you. I can't wait. This is Friday. It's going to be huge. And also random, uh, Marilyn Rice Cub. You might know her from the show 24 if you're a fan of that. But she's also been a comedian and she's on um, the show Mr. Show. Uh, very funny. She and I have written a show together, uh, and we're going to be doing it December 8th at the Improv in Hollywood. That's the Melrose Improv, December 8th, so get your tickets to that. Uh, it's a very unique show. She and I cover all the uh, the awesome advice shows out there, like the Dr. Phil's and the Dr. Laura's. So that should be pretty rad. Uh, and also, right, December 5th, San Diego, with my jeans doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. December 19th through 27th, the Atlanta Punchline, Atlanta, Georgia. And then New Year's Eve with my jeans. Yeah. And then that's our year. Can you believe it? It's crazy. It's crazy. By the way, let me throw out there that um, the theater that I'm doing with Joey Diaz in Eugene, Oregon, is the McDonald Theater, the historic McDonald Theater. Um, oh, will they be handing out cheeseburgers? Cheeseburgers, fries. Um, I just pulled it up, so... Uh, that's that's December seventh. December sixth is the Calusa Casino. Oh, so that's that. All right. Um, is there anything else you have? No. No. You're gonna you're gonna put that down. You think for the show? No. Mm. All right. All right. Are you ready to start this show? Yeah. Let's, let's do it, man. Oh, wait, I got to start it over. God damn it. <laughs> it is one of those days. Not a good one. What's is, the uh, date so I can never live it again? <laughs> never, never remember. Never remember today. Mm. Shit. Tyson fighting was that like a boxing match? We uh, heard? That was that was a highlight from um, uh, the nineteen 
91 bout between Mike Tyson and uh, Mitch Green. Did you enjoy <laughs> or it? Or something else. Something else. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that something else in just a moment. First of all, how was Fartford this weekend? Why don't we ask that? <laughs> Actually, Fartford was way more delightful than I had anticipated. Really? Yeah, a lot of mommies came out, brought me wine, brought me books, brought me all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um. Shows were pretty decent, with the exception of like one when I I talk about my mother in my act. Huh? Yeah, I, I had a similar thing, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mentioned that I don't get along with my mom and why, and uh, there's this very fat woman in the audience, clearly not liking me the entire time, mm-hmm. judging me. Really, from the moment I got up there, I could hear her chattering like, yeah. "Oh no! Oh, it's out of here! Oh, you crazy!" I can hear Chinese her. lady. Uh, clearly, yes, a Thai mm-hmm. or Indian, I'm not sure, maybe mm-hmm. from Bali. Uh, oh, she's crazy. I can't believe that. And, I was, and finally, I, when it gets to my mother, she was very judgy. Oh, hell no. Oh, no. And I was like, you know what? Uh, you came into my house, all right? Mm-hmm. Your mama's in my fucking stance. I didn't yep. come into your house, take your remote control. Right. We're in the same shit you got on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can go. And then she and her whole table got up and left. Really? And yeah, I mean, that happens. It does happen. It happens all the time. I mean, people don't realize how many shows we do, how many audiences, like, this shit is not, it's not like the one, most people go to like one probably live performance maybe in a month or every yeah. few months. Like, this is uh, almost nightly for us. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's not unusual to run into shows like that every once in a while. Happens. It happens, yeah. It happens. What doesn't happen a lot mm-hmm. is maybe what happened to you this week. Um. Yeah. So... <laughs> I think this may come as a, a there's probably a people that's going to become as a big surprise to. We have a a nice amount of listeners in the Winnipeg area and it may come as a shock to people that came to see me on Tuesday or on Wednesday or on Thursday or on Friday or even second show Saturday who we all had a good time, you mm-hmm. know, shows I can't complain at all about those shows. So this might be a little bit of a shocker to them. But hmm. first show Saturday was one of those shows where normally I would have, I would go back to it and be like, you know, in some of the moments I've been like, oh, this is just going to be one of those shows. It's going to have some kind of hectic moments. I never imagined it would spin out of control the way that it did. Right. I listened to it a couple times. It is so uncomfortable at so many moments. And surprisingly, it actually was going fairly well. And there was, there was some tension, and I could tell that I wasn't that audience's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But Which sometimes you're just not. You're just not. And there's something that should be said about this particular show. This club, like a lot of clubs, certainly during certain seasons... Sometimes they'll get in massive groups, mm-hmm. and that really throws off the um, what we're used to as far as... In a regular comedy club night is that people from all walks of life get together, they buy tickets to a show, and they watch comedy, right? And right. Everyone's there basically, for the most part, on their own with one or two other people. Mm-hmm. So you get this mix-up. When you get like... Um, in the holiday season, sometimes there's Christmas parties... Or what this club does, they have a lot of fundraiser type events where a group can be like, "Hey, we wanna, we wanna have like we have a special cause. It can be like uh, whatever Habitat for Humanity. 
and we're gonna we have seventy people that are gonna be there, and then that group is represented as a group of seventy. And they have, they're raising money for their special occasion. And then afterwards, they have a raffle. It's just the, the event of comedy is there basically as a substitute for. Right. Whereas they, they could just be having a luncheon. They decide to plug you in. Right. Um, and so, and they don't know really who they're uh, seeing or whatever. They don't care. They don't care. And they also feel like, they feel like, oh, this is our event. Yeah. You're they feel stepping like the entire in, thing is their event. Yeah. You're stepping into their. Right. World, like right. I once did a woman's Valentine's Day lunch, like at a country club. It was these cunty white, entitled rich. Did I say cunts enough? Yeah. Cunts. And it was two in the afternoon in the valley here, and they're like, "Do you want to do stand up?" And I'm like, "How much does it pay?" Oh, okay. And I showed up, and they were so rude. They were talking on their phones, getting up, mm-hmm. and they could care less. Yeah. That's the problem when you do these private parties. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't know. I think I'm just doing a regular Saturday night show. Well, they don't even tell you? Well, I mean, you find out that like there are these massive groups there, but it's not like I signed up to do a private show. Right. I signed up to do a Saturday night show at a, at a comedy club. Oh, hey, there's a group of 50 from this thing and a group of 70 for that. And each of them feels like this is our private entertainment. Like, mm-hmm. we came to this, you, you better be good. Like, that kind of thing. As opposed right. to, like, I'm going to watch stand-up To watch comedy, the intent yeah. being, we're going to see a stand-up show. Right. Yes. So, I listened to this, and I was really trying to be honest about all aspects of it. Honest about myself, honest about what was going on there. And I really feel like there are three components to a show actually going either very well or very poorly. Mm-hmm. And the three components are the audience, the performer, and the venue and how whatever they're how they're running that at mm-hmm. the moment. Those are the three things. Mm-hmm. When all those gel ex- extraordinarily well, you might have an amazing show. Yes. And then when all those don't go well for whatever reason at that thing, mm-hmm. that moment, it can go extremely extremely poorly. Mhm. And I feel like everybody, the three components, mm. hold some fault in all of this falling apart. Mm. Number one, I blame the audience because this, these were such fucking assholes, mm-hmm. such shitty people. Mm-hmm. It was full of dummies and fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, you can hear, like, you can tell that's like, there's a lot of people that are probably in there, not to say that anybody in this age group is an asshole, but they had that, like, we're older and, you know, you're not, you're just a jerk. You're a whippersnapper? Yeah. Like, I was, there was a lot of, like, that kind of thing. I felt like this audience was comprised mostly of people um, that, you know, don't like. Right. Didn't like you from the jump. From the jump. Um, There's a lot of people, uh, audience members, who believe you should be exactly like them. Yes. And if you're not, they're not interested in anything you have to say. Yeah. Um, So there's those horrible groups. And there's a group, basically the two worst groups are that there's a a, a group in the very front and a guy who's in the very, very front. And I could tell he was giving like a little bit of lip to whoever was before me. And then when I get up there, in the first few minutes, I say a joke, and then he he's one of these people who's tagging your stuff, mm. but in the front row. So it's it's like for his table, 
but it's also like for you to hear what he has to say. And I'll admit right now, I hated him so much so quickly that that's where I bear a lot of the responsibility. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't diffuse my hatred and make it mm-hmm. like really comedy. And that's one of the things I feel like I've learned to do and worked on, and obviously I have not mastered, is that when, some, when you hate somebody's guts... Yeah, it's tough. Uh, to, in order, if you get angry, it goes downhill. If you can try to make it funny, you can salvage that right. moment. So well, because the guy's intent, uh, what they do when they try to out joke you or tag your shit at the table is he's trying to make his big digger than yours. He's right. flexing on you. Right. That's that's the dynamic happening. Yeah. Stand up comedy is about power. It is about you, the leader, the stand up comedian, wielding the power in the room mm-hmm. and the audience giving their power to you. Right now, when some jerk off decides he's going to subvert the power paradigm, that's when you're in for trouble. Well, here we have this is the first instance. Yeah. <laughs> or don't think about it. Just know that it's on your hands. What's that? I said, no, that's on your balls. No, that what's on my balls? The dirty birds. That they never washed. You know that those are on my balls? That's right. Why did you fucking have to throw that on You just added nothing to the show. Just like Dawson's Just like Dawson's Creek? Yeah, All right, we'll just move along. Uh, so what is he saying you can't really make out what he's saying I, um, so just to like put that within context so I say something just know that's on your hands right it's a joke about wiping my balls on oh right uh, okay yes and then he goes uh, so anyways and you hear the people like it's still like right it's still light it's still kind of manageable like, just know that it's on your hands mm-hmm. or know that's on your balls and I go what's on my balls the curtains, mm. the ones that they don't wash. And I'm like, okay, mm. why did you just... And so that's when I say, I go, why did you just say that out loud? You, didn't, you just added nothing to the show. Yeah. And you can hear people laughing. It's still like not super... Um, like it's not a disaster yet, but I can tell you for sure, like listening to it and remembering that, that I hated his guts. Mm-hmm. Right then, I wanted to punch him in the mouth. I hated him. So I I accept how much I hated him and wanted him to die mm-hmm. and how that is literally how this is beginning. This is, this is how the train is starting to come off the tracks, mm-hmm. okay, is that. And so this guy, and this guy is doing this throughout for the first, let's say, this is probably in minute number two or three, through the first 12, 13 minutes, I'm hearing him on other moments that like uh, there's just there's just too much to play but like where I'm not no longer acknowledging him cuz I know that's kind of the thing is mm-hmm. like hey acknowledge this guy but just so you know that's what's building right. is that the next joke I say he's like well, no so I can hear him like again and again and again right it's the worst the next moment where things start to kind of I think are weird is I do a joke about being entitled having a sense of entitlement and I've never, it, it's kind of indicative of the room. When I get to like the punchline, 
it's a I've only been you know it, the joke is one of those jokes that just works like people understand the intent and I think you can hear their response. <laughs> So it like when I got to the line about it, that bombed. But they, but it, they, there also was like a negative, like, oh, they're like, judging. And they were, they didn't understand that the sense of entitlement is like I'm making fun of my own in a right. moment sense of entitlement. Like I'm not saying. I'm better than you guys. I'm saying I have these moments. Right. But all they hear is I'm better than you guys. Yes. Because now the tide is turning. But also because it's like, it's, I feel like they're dummies. Like it's not, yes. it's not clicking. Yes. Sometimes okay. people only hear a word. They yes. don't put it in context. They don't think it through. Okay. This is where shit starts to really collapse. Mm. So I get, I'm, I'm, I don't know, three quarters of the way through a bit. And then it's so loud at a table that I try to talk to them. I, find, I knew before going on that one of the fundraisers was a dog rescue place. And I was like, oh, I'll just know that because obviously I support that idea, you know? I start talking to this really loud table. You'll see where it goes. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. You get to plan the perfect proposal, celebrate the love you've built so far, and look forward to the love you'll build for the rest of your lives. The only part that's not so special, shopping for an engagement ring. If you don't know what you're doing, that's where BlueNile.com comes in. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. With Blue Nile, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. They're committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Blue Nile offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. It's tough to find a place you can trust when you're shopping for diamonds. But Blue Nile is that place. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code YOURMOM at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off. With the code your mom, Y O U R M O M at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On here, will you shut the fuck up? What are you doing? Right? What are you doing? Just went to the bathroom. Not you, stupid. <laughs> Oh, you're looking at me, you're making eye contact. I'm not making eye contact with you. In the direction of all the voices, you mean? I'm trying to be nice. Who's trying to be nice? Me. 
Dude, this is the end of your road right now. Are you, is this the fundraiser table? Yeah. Which one? All of us. Dogs. No, no. Dogs? Cats? Okay. Maybe fucking put your face in the bowl like a dog and stop talking, okay? What the fuck? Look, I love dogs. I rescued a dog this year. This year I rescued a dog. I love that fucking dog. Way more than your table. What'd you say? What'd you say? Hey, stupid, what'd you say? What? I don't answer to stupid. You don't answer to stupid? That's right. Yeah? Are you a tough guy? Are you not? We can see. We're gonna see. He's gotta go. He's gotta go. Well, he was ready to challenge. Yeah, and that's the guy, by the way, that's the guy who I'm having problems with. You understand? Mm-hmm. So he he was talking under, keep the mumbling going. So when I go, what'd you say? Because I know what he fucking said. Mm-hmm. He goes, um, I, and I go like, what do you, what'd you say, stupid? He's like, I don't answer that. And then he like, wants to challenge me, like, let's fight. So I was like, how about this? You're out of here, right? Mm-hmm. Which is... By the way, not that weird to do. Mm-mm. Okay. Here is where I blame, I have to blame the club. Mm-hmm. They didn't back me up. Mm-mm. They fucking let the guy stay. That's And com- that's when terrible. everything fucking terrible. Terribly falls apart. So, let's pull up. I think we got okay. <laughs> We're gonna see. He's got to go. He's got to go. You got to leave. He's done. And they're supporting you. Well, it sounds like they're supporting me. That's like the very few people at that particular show that like are fans. Mm -hmm. And they're making, which I appreciate, obviously, that they're applauding that. Mm -hmm. But his this other group that's all around him, everybody's like, what? Right. Why? He's such a cool guy. Yeah, he's such an awesome guy. So then you can hear them come up here go it's over for real non-negotiable he's got to go this guy right here out that's fine with me it's over so they go if he leaves we all leave that's his table his table's like that's not the the entire group but that's his table of like let's say 15 i go that's cool like Mm -hmm. you can all leave it's not happening That table? People all around are booing. Oh my god. Relax, man. Gotta go. Everybody's birthday here, so. What does that have to do with this? What? No, it's weird. See, he goes, he's gonna be quiet for the rest of the show. Oh boy! And I'm like, like at this point, how can I do stand up to you this? Can't. Like it's just it's a lost cause at this point. Yeah, right? it's gone. Now and who says he's going to be quiet? Who says the that? club says that? Oh boy! And they're like, he's going to behave. Oh boy! And I'm like, dude, that's why I go. This is weird. Like, how am problem I supposed to? Problem number one. Yeah, I can't really. Continue. That's problem number one. Because what? No. <laughs> That guy goes, do your show, get on with it. And I'm like, fuck, fuck you, you, right? 
I'm totally cool with that. Hey, where's the black guy? See? They're like, bring back the black guy. That's that's my fe- <laughs> my feature act was a black so guy. Racist, really oh nice God. guy, really funny named Trix. Right. Um, so they're saying like bring him back and you can hear them break into a pl- like they're already like, fuck you, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's the applause for that idea. I've had weirder shows. <laughs> no doubt. Okay. So then the guy goes, another guy, I mean, there's all different people. This guy's like, carry on with your show. And I go, no, like, you don't tell me when the show carries on. Yeah, what is he, the fucking dictator? Back the show. (laughs) We can bring the black guy back. It's fine. It's totally fine. Now, I was saying that there with no intention of bringing him back at this point, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, we can bring him back. More awkward. What do you think? Yeah. Sir, it's such a weird show right now. I feel like I walked in on fucking... Oh, my God. That's kind of funny. He's like, uh, he's like, do your stick. And I'm like, there's no stick, asshole. He goes, that's the problem. Oh, my God. That was your, like... That's literally... All right, there's not that much more time. We can get through this. Now, I'm lying there, too. There's right. so much more time. And that's... Um, yeah. Obviously, people have said, we like you, Tom. That's like a very, very small group. <laughs> can I tell you? I, I know exactly what happened. I know exactly what happened. The guy was subverting your power. Yes. You called him out. You tried to handle it on your own. And then when you said, all right, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And management... Instead of going, absolutely, Tom, you're the performer. Whatever you need to keep going, instead of doing that and supporting the performer, they decided to support the drunk guy. So what happens is that the rest of the herd goes, oh, the guy up there who was supposed to have the power doesn't have the power. We have the power. And that's why you lost out. And also, it didn't give you a chance to move on. Right now, if that guy were usually what happens is when a bad apple is is extracted, then you go let's start then, fresh. Then you go you address it, yeah. and you go, oh, isn't that better, everybody? And everybody claps, and now you're a unified team. Yes, the fact that management undercut you, yeah, is now that it, the power is all fucked up. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and um, and you couldn't move on. I agree because and there it, was no closure. And I want to say just to make a point about this that it's like it's a great club. It is a great club, and I really like the club. I like the staff a lot, but they are in error with how they handled that situation. Absolutely. And I'll be honest with you, because I didn't even tell them. I knew that then, and I knew that after the show, and I didn't want to address it. I didn't want to have that conversation. Well, sometimes you're not ready. You're not ready. It's too fresh. It's too fresh, and I just, I I didn't want, like, there there was so much bad energy already yeah. That I didn't want to bring it up. Like, I didn't want to bring up, hey, you guys really should have supported me when I said that. Right, right. Um, but, but my point is really that I do feel like that, I, like that that is a great club and they're great people. And I just want to make that point. Like, I'm not I know. trashing this no, club. No, and I know that you're friendly with the, the guys there and the girls there. And that's totally, I, you know. Yeah, it's whatever. a good place. But and everybody, there- like I said, anybody that's listening that went to any other show will be like, what, what are you talking about? Like, the shows were fine. Like, they were great shows, which they were. But this particular right. thing 
went off the rails. Yeah, because from a business perspective, from the perspective of the performer, if they're not protecting you, then <laughs> then what's the point? Yeah, like, I mean, I not every club does this, but every t- like sometimes when you go to a club, like the first day they'll go, "Oh, hey, how do you want us to handle like problem people?" Mm-hmm. Like I get asked that probably I don't know once a month when I get to a club, and I go, "Oh, like you know, if somebody yells something out, that's fine." You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't, you don't have to freak out. But I always go, if I say this guy's got to go or you got to go, I go, that's it. That means remove from the room. And it's always like backed up. No one's ever been like, no, you know? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, here's the real problem, though. This shit that you're hearing right here, that, that, this beginning of this disaster. That's 12 minutes in. Oh, my God. And I look at my, I have the timer going, and I'm like, oh, my God. Because it already feels like 25 minutes. Mm. All right. So now let's say you're up there, right? And you're like, the only way to get through this, there's, you either go, I'm going to fuck off for the rest of the time, or for a minute, I'm going to try to make this work. Right. So my first inclination is try to make it try to patch it together Mm -hmm. i've had incidents with people that are in the audience where i go you know i have a a conflict and then i try to make amends i try to go all right Mm -hmm. like the only way to 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 get go forward is that we have to make nice right so i try to do that with this guy for a moment the the asshole guy i'm like all right let's let's just try to make this work So many people talking. They're just—they're not behaving. There's nothing you can do. Well, I guess I can tell you we're trying to move it along. Um, someone's phone's ringing. That's good. That might add something to the show. Oh my God! Phone's ringing. Why don't we do this? Seriously, seriously, seriously. Why don't we do this? Everybody, just relax. Me and the guy up front. You. What's your name? Seriously. What's your name? Don't go. You don't want to do this now? No, you were just going to get kicked out. Now you want to. Because it was a very tense moment, so I'm, tra- I'm trying to put this together, right? No, no, no. They're like refusing. They like won't won't say their name, and then they're like, just do your act. I'm like, there's just no way. (laughs) There's no way you can't. Now, I actually try to do stand-up. I just go like, we're 15 minutes in. I'm like, I'm looking at a Mm. fucking long tunnel in front of me. Mm. I try to do stand-up. Like, I legit try for a minute, and it just is like, people are just, everybody's talking. Um, I think, I forget. They won't even listen. At all. That's the part, is like, you can't even salvage it because the phone's ringing and they're It sounds like we're in a bar, right? Like, there's so much back talking. Right. They're just so unwilling to even listen. Yeah. It's, um. There's no way you can do your job. No. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) When was. All right, we'll just do it. Oh, yeah. So then I just start talking because everybody's talking. I find individual people. And I'm like, what's your name? Where are you from? Like, just to, basically to kill time. You know? <laughs> this, is, this is so awkward. 
Uh, what's your name, ma'am? Kim. Kim. Are you from here? No. Where are you from? Harmon. Harmon. Carmen. Carmen. Fantastic. Did, when was the last time you had uh, catastrophic diarrhea? Long time. Long time ago? You don't have it regularly? No. Oh, okay. How about your friend to the right? What's your name? Jeanette. Jeanette? Have you shit yourself anytime recently? No? So that is like as good as it's going to get is right because it to sounds like you're salvaging a tiny tiny bit yeah and but i hear a lot of <clears throat> a lot of like whispering and murmuring oh it's it's un- unbelievable it sounds like there's a lot of rumors going there's, on there's at rumors, a lot of rumors. <laughs> then okay then here's a, a one of the one of the heckles here somebody I heard you were a heckler I heard you were a heckling <laughs> anytime anytime yeah whenever you're ready there's there's this guy saying get to the funny anytime right oh my gosh all right then um let's see oh yeah this is when i insult um the the dog people (laughs) because i kind of blame them because they were fucking it's their thing and they were the ones who i had to be like you shut the that's what started this all and i was like we shut the fuck up yeah 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 I'm not concerned. I have a dog. I was trying to tell the dog assholes about it, but they weren't here. You're not Michael Vick? <laughs> what? What does that mean? Help him throw it out. All right. Um, Sounds amazing. It's pretty crazy. We're getting to the... Okay, so that is... Um, yeah, that was part of me talking to people. I was like asking people, and this guy's like, do you have any kids? And I go, I don't have any kids. I have a dog. I was trying to tell these dog assholes. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And then all the booing. This is the big, big boo here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is at a live show. It has gone down. So right there, the guy um, comes up. That's the... Uh, the manager and he goes do you want me to bring the guy back up the the middle act and i'm like no, no you should throw out the table that's being a bunch of douchebags right. <laughs> i go no and uh, he goes you sure and i go yeah because he sees like this is a fucking debacle you know mm-hmm. and i go no um well he doesn't want to walk a table of 15 uh, at this point, it's it would be a table of fucking... Right, but initially, yeah. he could have lost a table of 15. That's a lot of money, you guys, as opposed to protecting the comedian. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, but you're my husband, and the fact that people are fucking booing you right now... I, I want to murder every one of these cocksuckers in this fucking room I know. right it's now. It's all fucking... I'm going fi- to fucking find a ticket, buy a ticket to Winnipeg and punch <laughs> out every one of these assholes. Um, but I do... One of the things I was thinking about when Unbelievable. I was... Unbelievable. I was trying to be 
also critical of myself as I, I really was, you know, when you, when you leave a show, not a show like this, a regular show and you go, Oh, when that guy said something, I wish I would have said this. Like you come up with your right. better come back. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, I wish I had come back. I listened to this tape and I was like, I wish I had bombed funnier. Like I wish I had been oh, right. funnier as you were going as I was going down in flame. Because when you yeah. look back at you go, I could have said this here <laughs> and I could have said you know what I mean? Like you, you look at really it really embraced it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look at it as an opportunity. You're like, I could have been funny um right. <laughs> during these moments. But I did do one funny thing. Mm-hmm. And that is that um when he came this is the manager talking to me. And he's telling me, he's like, you know, do you want do you want me to bring back the guy? And I'm like, no. And they're all screaming because they think he's like kicking me off the stage. Right. So when he leaves, I go, uh, I, I'm going to play it for you here. But I'm like, he asked me if you guys wanted the other guy. And I told him, no, you want more of me. Like <laughs> and they, they are like, <laughs> like they get so upset about <laughs> it. They asked me. No. <laughs> so what he asked me if he asked me if you wanted the black guy, but I told you guys didn't want that. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured I'd just give you more of this shit. <laughs> Are you high? Are you high? <laughs> Can you imagine, can you believe how loud it is in there? No, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, that one was. Just... I think I've done shows in Afghanistan that were quieter than that. Yeah, with wars going on. Um, this is bad. I just had a woman in Jacksonville. I, I did a fallout week for Tom Green, mm-hmm. and she didn't like me. So on her way out, she goes, "I wish this with Tom Green," and I was like, "I wish Tom Green was here too, bitch." Cause yeah, it's a fucking terrible show. Like. It's... It, so bad. what can you do you know um oh it's the worst they're the worst human beings to come to come. one thing i started to do that was kind of fun for me was when i knew like at this point it's not like hey what can I, how can i get them back it's just like <laughs> it's gone yeah it's just like kill time so i started to go you know when you have jokes that are like like a couple of ye- like you haven't said them in a few years right so you kind of don't remember how to say them right i started to do that with um my jokes from like my first album from thrilled Mm -hmm. so i was like how does that joke go i was saying this into the (laughs) microphone i go your stream of consciousness yeah i was like it goes i was watching the show and the guy won the biggest lottery ever it was 300 and you can just hear them all talking throughout like they but i go like and i'm staring at a light there's a light on the ceiling i'm just like talking to the light i'm like yeah and i walk in and i go Hey man, there's like the guy, he no longer, and he no longer had teeth. And I was like, man, if I had $350 million, I'd buy other people teeth. And I'm just saying, and they're just like, this guy is just going to keep fucking talking. Like, that's why that girl's like, are you fucking high? Because I go, well, I just have to get through this. Then the next component here, and we're almost done with this, is the lady who runs the fundraiser comes with the manager on stage to plead with the people. And I can tell. That like she's been crying because like you know she's probably she's a dog rescue lady she's probably a sweet lady I'm assuming yeah and it was like oh this will be a fun night and she's seen her special event go to this you know can I have everybody's attention please at this point 
Okay. You know what? We're holding a fundraiser here, and I realize things have kind of got a little shaky here. Can we please give him the respect? Yes. You know what? I, 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 I hold a lot of fundraisers here for Animal Rescue. Let's tough out the rest of this night. I do not want this to end on a bad note. We have made a lot of money for a senior canine rescue. Okay, I'm sorry this is the way it is. But there are people that have paid good money that are trying to listen to his show. And I just don't want this to end on a bad note. But you know what? There are other rescues that are riding on this. I really, really want to be able to do another show. Thank you. Give a show of hands. Let me do this. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I'll do this. Wait, 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 wait. Just give me one second. One second. One second. Just give me a second. Just shut up. Shut up. Uh, at that point, I'm like, this thing is obviously so, so bad. Yeah. And I could have just kept doing what I was doing, but I think her, I felt bad for her. Like, it wasn't even... A, she sounded like, mortified. She's mortified. Yeah. And she's talking about her rescue, and I go, like, what do I get out of this? I felt bad for her. So I go, I'll just bring up... I'll bring the guy right. back. It's time to call yeah. it quits. Yeah, throw in the towel. This is this. Let them oh. have what they want. Right. So I bring back <laughs> tricks. How yes. do you spell that? Is it T R I X? Two is... X's. Oh, okay. Sorry. T R I. Here, here's uh, me bring. Listen. Just to how they... hold on a second. For the love of Christ, shut up. Let the guy talk. Just a second. You don't even let me say it. Just, I swear to you, this will make you happy. This will make you just please no. I'm going to say it because she came up here and she obviously that's heartfelt from her. I want her to have a good fundraiser and a good time. So I'm going to give you the best news right now for you (laughs) and for her and for your fundraiser. I'm going to bring up the black eye trips. The black eye trips. (laughs) Oh, happy day. Crazy, right? Like I was the worst thing they had ever, ever laid, laid eyes on. But just to show you that I didn't lose my sense of humor, and neither did Ty, who is the manager there. As we, I get off stage, I walk. He goes, "I'm like, whoa, man." Hey, he's like, "How many CDs do you want to set up tonight?" <laughs> That's rad. I think we just set up the remaining three. <laughs> I'm like, we just set up the remaining three. Oh, so so that was that was the bomb of bombs, man. I've never had an like I've had shows eat shit, but I've never had a, an audience <laughs> just their only desire is for you to leave. I've never had that before. That is a first. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had that either. Yeah, but you know what's really interesting <laughs> about this bomb? And this is only something that I think maybe comedians can understand. For some reason, and like even I was talking to you afterwards, and you're like, you really don't sound like that distraught. For some reason, because they were so outrageous, mm. it wasn't like a kind of bomb where you're like really trying and no one will laugh. You know, right, like, right. like a, a listening audience bombing. It's different. It's, it's it's just your that would be your failure as a funny person, right? But in this case, they didn't even give you the chance, right, 
to to have was, your act. Yeah, they were like, um, it was because because they were so outrageous. It, yeah. d- it didn't feel the same. Like when I bomb, like um, let's say everyone's watching you and your jokes aren't hitting, you always sweat, right? Yes. And sweat, sweat, sweat. I didn't have one single bead of sweat on me. Yeah. During the it wasn't show. about you. Yeah. It exactly. Sound like it. It was like um, it was almost as if I went up after chaos started. Yes. That's what it started to feel like. You came up, you may have come up, because when the headliner gets up there, it's the tipping point of drunk Yeah, for the crowd. Yeah. They've already, they're on drink three by the time you get up there. So that guy in the front probably came in lit, which a lot of people do. So he's yeah. already on his second or third beer or whatever, Labatt's or whatever the fuck he's drinking. Yep. And he made you his target. He had he had to flex in front of all the, the girls at the table or whatever. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. He's threatened by you. He wasn't threatened by tricks mm-hmm. with two X's. Uh, or maybe he was afraid of tricks. I don't know. Because they seem to be pretty free with their racism. Like, hey, bring the black up. You're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, but uh, it sounds like you just got, you, you rode a bad wave. Yeah. You got a bad wave. And there's nothing you can do. When the crowd's against you from the jump, it's very hard. It's very hard. I mean, yeah. look at that famous Bill Burr bomb uh, in Philadelphia yeah. that happened to him years ago, which is infamous. If you Google Bill Burr bombing in Philadelphia, it's probably one of the funniest. Um, yeah, and he and bombs of and all that's time. also like when I, when I talk about like be funny or bombing, like now you know though. But well, now I, you I, will. I mean, I knew about that then, but I'm saying I think I could have done so many different things. You know, that that's the thing is you go, you try to go how. Not just blame them, not just blame the club. Right. I, I blame, I, I accept blame, but I also go like, oh, you had, like when I listen back to it, I go, you had so many opportunities to, maybe it would, I'm not saying I would have won them over, but it would have been funnier. funnier. I think, the, but I think in this situation, like if it happened to me, I'd be so startled. Yeah. Because it really was a, like, I under, I hear what's happening as a comic, yeah. I know it. And you're like, what? Like, it's so unbelievable as it's happening. Yeah. I don't even, I don't think I would have the wherewithal yeah. to, to go, well, blah, 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 and to yeah. transcend it and kind of look at it from up top. Yeah. You can't, because this was so absurd. My only moment of clarity really was when I said to them, he asked me if you wanted me to bring him back, and I told him, no, you want more of me. <laughs> right. Like, that was fun, because I, right. could, I, could, se- I could see how right. disappointed right. they were. Right. Um, but like I, I look back on it and I go, oh, you could do, you know, you could do funnier shit next time. Well, no, next, you know. uh, actually, I also think that I will never have it uh, quite that situation like that. No, I don't think you will. Um, a couple comics that I talked to I was telling about, they were like, you'll definitely never experience that again. <laughs> you think that's your one? Uh, Mitch Fatel told me years ago. He goes, Christina, there's just a certain number of bombs. Mm-hmm. And you just got to get them out of the way. Yeah. So maybe this is your booing off stage. Yeah. The um, one of the girls has worked there twenty years, twenty years, and she goes, "We've never seen anything like that before." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so she, she's been working there longer than I've been right. doing it. She's like, "Never seen." It's amazing, like isn't yeah, it? It's amazing. You know, stand-up comedy is really the only art form where the audience feels number one. Um, adversarial towards you if they're not already a fan if someone coming in that room doesn't already love you and know you Mm -hmm. it's adversarial in nature fuck you asshole make me laugh yeah and it's the only art form truly i believe where people become personally offended by the person who's trying to make them laugh of all things Mm -hmm. we're trying to bring mirth yeah and joy and somebody's reaction could be hatred is to me like it's interesting right 
it's bonkers. Do you know why, though? Like, one of the things about life is that you are only an expert in certain things. Right. You know, it might be in your field of work. It may be something that's a hobby, something that you've studied. You have credibility. Mm -hmm. The thing about comedy is everybody has credibility on what they find funny. Right. So it's it's really one of those right. few things where you get to go, you're not funny to somebody, and you're right. In a sense, In yes. a sense, you're right. You get to be like, Subjectively, for yes. them, you're not funny. Yeah. Not objectively unfunny. Right. Even a singer. I mean, I can't think of a band that I've ever seen booed. Have you? Like, I'm sure it's happened. Uh, I mean, I'm not, don't, please don't fucking send me the emails. Yeah, like, yeah. You never heard of the band? Yeah. You yeah. got booed? Like, I, I get it. I'm just saying I, don't, I personally haven't yeah. seen it or heard of it. I did, by the way, I did a show 30 minutes after this. Right. Oh, that's amazing. Room. Well, good for you. And yeah. was it better? A, a million times Back better. Back on the horse. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that it was so immediate. And some of the people there had heard about it because it was all over Twitter. Yeah. Um, but it was a totally normal show. The second <laughs> so show was funny. like, you know, like a great, so yeah, it's a fun show. It was so crazy that, that we had to go through the, the one before. Um, I do think about, um, like you start thinking about like your all-time bombs. Oh, boy. I mean, this was the craziest shit. one, Where do we but begin? I've suffered more emotionally at other bombs. Yes. The worst bomb that I can think of was actually, is actually worse than that bomb in the sense of, how I felt. Yes. And that was when That's I... tried. Right. When I was, I was middling for Bert mm-hmm. in Sacramento. And I ate shit from the first joke to the last joke. <laughs> of course, yeah. And was pouring sweat. When I was talking, <laughs> sweat was, was spraying out of my mouth. And the worst part was that that was show number one on a Friday. Oh, no. Show number two Friday, I go, it can't go like that. It goes exactly the same way. Uh, and I'm like, this is the worst shit I've ever experienced. And I still remember that I went back the next, I mean, Bert saw, he was like, God damn, you ate shit. Like, I've never seen. <laughs> and he was like, dude, can I just tell you one thing? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, Bert, Bert always knows what to say to make you feel yeah, better. Huh? I mean, Bert was laughing so hard. As <laughs> right. I, was I, mean, I could hear him back. Oh, my God, he's <laughs> but he, by the way comics love when other comics oh, bomb. Yeah, oh yeah there's no greater joy but see they wouldn't from have, the back of the room when you hear them laugh that's why you hear comics laughing when other comics bomb oh yeah we love it because we we're it. like oh yeah. it's one for the vaults like yeah it's great happens all nobody is immune from bombing just so you know watch yeah. the documentary comedian with jerry seinfeld he'll talk about bombing seinfeld fucking bombs so yeah 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 no everybody bombs everybody bombs i mean i still remember when i, when I, I didn't know that when i uh, was talking to somebody about it and they're like oh i just saw chris rock bomb of course at the um, improv or something i was like really and they were like yeah of course um but anyways the the best advice the bird gave me for that situation was i was about to do the same thing again saturday night and he goes just open with a different joke that was a crazy fart and he's just like oh my god that registered on the sound recorder (laughs) that wasn't me that was the dog um he goes just open with a different joke and i open with a different joke and it completely changed my set did it and did that work for you a hundred percent. And then how'd you, did you juggle your nuts for the rest of the 30 minutes or 29 minutes? What do you mean? Because um, I had the same advice given to me. No, the whole set went amazing. Oh, okay. Because I, I had the bomb of my, one of the worst in my career. Uh, I was opening for Lana Turner and we were doing, uh, Lana Turner is Ralphie May's wife, for those of you who don't know. She's yeah. a, she, she plays like funny songs on a guitar and 
She and I did a triple run, which is a series of hell it's gigs. Infamous in the comedy world. Yeah, if you if you want to become a comedian, you do a triple run because it gives you fucking balls of steel. You're essentially doing it's dive. also paying a paying penance. Isn't well, it? yeah. Let me let me uh, let me set it up for our listeners. It's awesome. You do a bunch of one nighters that are about eight hours of driving apart every day. Uh, you make barely enough to cover your gas, and you stay in hotels that are really dicey. Like Lana and I, the booker <laughs> triple wanted to put us in a hotel that was shut down for prostitution the week before. Nice. So that's the triple run. And I remember doing a biker bar in, uh, I think it was I, I don't know, Idaho. And I'd never, I was my first time featuring ever. And I had really great, you know, clever jokes about philosophy and Nietzsche and stuff like, and these bikers, they're nice, they're nice enough, but not having it, not having me, not, I didn't know how to do it. And I just ate shit the whole fucking time. And then Ralphie told Lana to tell me for advice to do my closing joke first. Uh-huh. I tried that same method. So yeah. I did great for the first two minutes. And then I ate digs for the next Oh, one. really? It didn't work at all for well, me. Well, I was trying to, I was trying something, this particular bombing, the, the one in Sacramento. I was doing something where I was opening on a, a new joke that not only was new, but was very unlikable. Mm. And I can start it off. So I was just starting at a deficit. Yeah. So he wasn't telling me, take your last joke, put it first. He was just oh, like, open with a different, different. joke. And so yeah. all I did was open with a different joke and then kept everything the same, minus that harsh joke. Right. It was a different world. That's the truth, because they don't know you yet. So if yeah. you come out with raping babies and AIDS and, and stuff, they're like, And I wasn't like, good enough to support that Yeah, joke. you can't do it yet. Yeah. yeah. Now um, you can. Now you can now be like, what's up, yeah. faggot, motherfucking, yeah. eat my shit. Yeah. And yeah. then you can recover. But yeah. that's... Um, Wait, can I tell you, before yeah. we move on, this reminds me of a wonderful story Mitch Fatel told me. I bombed in front of Mitch Fatel back in 04, 05. Uh-huh. He, Mitch specifically had come out to watch me to possibly open for him on this tour, right? And so this is like my big shot. It's the 10 o'clock show at Irvine. Frank Kelly, who was also the manager uh-huh. there uh-huh. at the time, was going to watch me. This is before I'd done any of the big clubs. So this is a big shot for me. 10 o'clock show, comedy juice, comedy for drunk uh, college kids. I do a spot. They're so unruly and so drunk. I don't know how to handle it. They are totally overpowering me and all, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I eat shit so hard, just sweat and eat shit, sweat and eat shit. And I go up to Mitch and he goes, you know, Christina, some shows that you're just going to bomb, like that thing, there's a certain number. And he told me this great story about when he did colleges, he would eat shit for the entire hour that he would do colleges because they're a younger demographic yeah. and they didn't really get his act, but the, the pay is great. So he says, I used to put a watch in my pocket, like a stopwatch, and I would just set it to 45 minutes. And every time I would get sweat and I would fucking panic and hate what I was doing, I would just pat my pocket knowing that the, the clock was winding down. And All then right. I only had 45 minutes to go. And some nights, boy, you'll see me fucking, you know, patting the metaphorical pocket. Yeah. Like, which time do I have on this? Fuck? Dude, in this Winnipeg bombing... Oh, this worst. is my phone is sitting on the stool. That's why this is recorded, right? I was recording right. this show. And by the way, it's a great uh, reason why you should record all your shows. Yes. So you get to relive moments like these. But <laughs> I picked it up. I remember when I was like, this is really going to hell. Mm-hmm. I looked at it and it said 14. Oh, and my I was like, Oh, shit. There's a lot more to go. Um, but can I tell you, though, 
for those listening, this isn't just for stand up. I think, I think the best lesson of being a stand up comedian, at least for me, and I never learned this lesson in life anywhere else, is that failure is such a it's so woven into the fabric of what we do that failure doesn't it it still phases me. I don't want to say it doesn't phase me, but you're so much I'm so much more resilient because yeah of falling down. And then guess what? 30 minutes later, you're gonna have to fucking do it again. Yeah, you gotta do it again. And I think probably in sports, you learn that, right? Like in sure. football. Fall down, get back up. Yeah. But if that isn't the best metaphor for life, a stand-up comedy, to get up and do yeah. it again and do it again and do it again. And actually, you know, you don't, you know, you do learn things from your shit shows. So Sometimes more. Yes, definitely. So the experience, you know, I, I also, people are really sweet and we have a lot of really sweet listeners and people that follow me on Twitter, like in especially in that area, were like apologizing for yes. the people, yes, for the yes. city. And like I, I wanted to make a point then, I was, you know, responding to them and I make it now is that like I don't blame the city of Winnipeg of or the not. club or anybody. This is just one of those things that, you know, out of mm, I blame thousand, the club. I'll go ahead and blame the club. Well, out I of don't a do thousand, Winnipeg. I don't give a shit. All right. Out of a thousand plus shows, um, you know, of never like it's just one of those things that just happened. Um and I personally I wanna say that like I don't uh, hold any ill will towards the city, towards rumors, to anybody there. I really don't. I want them to know that, that it's not, it's, there's no hard feelings. And um, that's just, it's important for me to get that out there. I hear you, Jeans. Um, one wow. other thing, because um, it wasn't, we were in Canada, this is where this took place. Um, there's some, just one more. You remember we played the audio from Rob Ford? Um, yes. The crack? What are those questions? Do you smoke crack cocaine? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, I have smoked crack cocaine. Good answer. When, but sir? no, do I? Am I an addict? No. When have you? Have I tried it? Um, probably in one of my drunken stupors. Probably approximately about a year ago. I answered your question. You asked the question properly. I'll answer it. How many? Yes, times? I've made mis- I've made mistakes. I, all I can do now is apologize and move on. I- all right. So that was him. A week or so ago. This was just a few days ago. If mm. you didn't catch this, it is phenomenal. This is alive on television with reporters swarming him. Let's see. Oh, God. Every time I pull up one of these things and I'll set it up. The YouTube then, commercial? This isn't even YouTube. It's like from a different... Um, thing and it still has the you know thing. what's really neat about those commercials before videos here we go the last thing was um, Olivia Gondak it, it says that I wanted to eat her pussy Olivia Gondak <laughs> I've never said that in my life to her I would never do that I'm happily married I've got more than enough to eat at home thank you very much <laughs> best mare ever Is that the, like, it's so amazing right I love that in Canada you can say that kind no, of it, stuff I, I don't think they were cool with it. Oh, really? He had to do a follow-up press conference just a couple hours later. Um, I don't know why. I thought that was totally appropriate. I How about, I'm, I'm happy married. I got plenty to eat at home. Yeah, that's fucking great. Um, wait, now you were saying you don't like those sponsor commercials to play before <laughs> videos? Why not? I'm saying that it's probably the least effective form of advertising because i just mute the shit yeah, out you mute I it. Yeah, no. never fucking watch them um listen this is so he walks out there's just they're just swarming listen to this is the reporter one of the reporters who happened to be there 
that just caught him saying that. <laughs> just again, let's 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 hear it one more time. It's so good. Um, Olivia Gondak. It, it says that I wanted to eat her pussy. Olivia Gondak. I've never said that in my life to her. I would never do that. I'm happily married. I've got more than enough to eat at home. Thank you very much. Listen to this recording. I I know we're up live right now, but I don't know if we can. I uh, Mayor Ford speaking as Mayor Ford does very plainly, as he said in council yesterday, he effed up, and now using language that I don't think we can broadcast that on TV, but we just broadcast that on TV. Another unbelievable day here at Toronto City Council as Mayor Ford speaks to the media for the first time since those new allegations came forward. And then yesterday, he just was at City Council, and the camera's following him. It's like there's people walking around, and he just runs. He's like, oh, he's running towards somebody. He charges somebody, mm-hmm. knocks over a lady, and picks her up. Mm-hmm. Then he starts walking. And he eats her, her pussy. And he eats her pussy from behind. And then his brother's <laughs> like, hey, what's up, man? Like, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. So what's going on with him? Um, I think they're like they're ta- they're they were voting to take power away from him. You know, they're asking him to resign. He wouldn't resign. No, please, no. He um, I, I think some of his um, some of his power has been taken away. Um, but he's still in office, as far as I know, right now. I mean, there's they're just it's the drugs. What do you think? He's is he smoking too much rock? There, he's just out of control. I mean, he's so, so out of funny. control. I really wish our politicians would speak plainly. I really can't stand this. Uh, I don't know why people are so offended about eating pussy. What's the big deal? I mean, yeah, you don't usually hear God. mayors of major cities say why that. Not? But he says it behind closed doors, doesn't he? That was a press conference. No, but I'm saying that what's the difference between oh, right. saying something in public versus saying it in the privacy of your own home? I really... I feel like society, this isn't, you know, the 1800s. This isn't the Victorian era. Like, we're, we're grown-ups now. You can yeah. say anything on the internet. You can say anything. I don't know what the big deal is. Come on. <laughs> he, I don't guess, you want oh. your mayor to eat pussy? Oh, he was on the Today Show. You want to hear this? Of course. He was on the Today Show. I didn't know that. Awesome. Um, so, I guess <laughs> he went on maybe this morning? That's phenomenal. I love that. The mayor there made his way down to do the Today Show. That's fucking amazing. That, that he is so big now that we are airing him on the, our biggest morning wow. show. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we were with Mayor Rob Ford of Toronto just a couple of hours after the city council there stripped him of his staff, oh, most go. of his mm-hmm. budget, and most of his power. And if you think he's backing down, he is gearing up for a long fight. So he told you he's not going anywhere. No, he's waiting. He's going to run for re-election. He's vowing to stick around. That is our top <laughs> story this morning. For two weeks now, Mayor Ford has been under fire after mm-hmm. his admitted use of crack cocaine. And during that chaotic <laughs> meeting he even almost knocked over a city councilwoman we traveled to toronto last night to talk to the mayor and his brother councilman doug ford you said as we were sitting down you said what happened in city council chambers is unprecedented it's never happened before what went on in there they basically took away 383,000 people who voted for me their rights you have brought disgrace to this office and you know that's true I'm embarrassed, not just myself, my family, my friends, my supporters, the whole city. I take full responsibility for that. We've all made mistakes, Matt. I'm not Matt. perfect. Maybe you are, 
maybe other people are. That's Love one it. of the big, uh, great PR moves. When you really fuck up, you go, mm. I'm not perfect. Maybe you are. Matt. Yeah. You can use his first name. Yeah. Phenomenal. I've made mistakes. I admitted to my mistakes. When the questions began to circulate around you, Mr. Mayor, and people started to ask you about the use of crack cocaine, <laughs> you played a game of semantics. They asked you, were you a crack addict, according to you, and you said, no, I'm not. And they said, do you use crack cocaine? No, I don't use crack cocaine. No. Have I tried crack cocaine? Yes, I've tried crack cocaine. That's a game of semantics. <laughs> and the best excuse I Who heard you give... It? for using that crack cocaine was I was a, in a drunken stupor. And I'm wondering, is that supposed to make anybody feel better? No, not at all. But show me the video, even according... What again, does the video I, matter? Because I want to see it, because according... I can't even remember, I didn't remember it. I was very, very inebriated. But I just want to make sure we all understand, you're not in any alcohol treatment program? No, oh, I'm not in any treatment drug program, treatment, no program. treatment program. I have a weight issue, I've been training every day. All I can say, Matt... Action speaks louder than words. There you go. I invite you to come back. Give me five. Give me five or six months. And if you don't see a difference, I'll eat my word. It's very simple. Show me any mayor in North America right this second that has done what he has done. He saved the taxpayers a billion dollars. Councilman, I, I would expect you to sit here and defend your brother. I, I'm telling you facts. I know. I think it's loyal and I I'm, think I'm it's wonderful. Facts. Have you ever been worried about him? Yeah, his weight issues when he goes on Not a binge weight. when when he goes uh, on a on a if you want to call it a binge drinking, and I hear about <laughs> it, yeah, it's concerning. Hmm. Do I know on a personal side has Rob been a hundred percent honest? No, he hasn't. Your brother brings up something interesting, Mr. Mayor, because you say he says you go out on a weekend and you maybe go on a little binge every once no, in a while. Every week, Not every okay. weekend. No, 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 maybe I said I said every once in a while. Let's retract that. I said, your brother said, you go out on a weekend, yeah. you may go on a binge every once in a while. Not every weekend. Absolutely. Let's say you go on one of those binges and the phone rings in your office at 3 a.m. on a Saturday night and something terrible's happened in the city of Toronto. Terrorist attack, some other kind of disaster. Are you equipped? I'm very Will you be capable and stable enough to handle it? I'm very fortunate that hasn't happened. It's very few isolated incidents that it's happened. You're, and you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate that hasn't happened. Oh. Well, you can just do a rail of blow and then get back up. Yeah, I think he would be awesome to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think uh, there was somebody that said this about the Clinton scandal when we had it. Um, I forget who it was brilliant. It was a brilliant thought, though, that had Clinton just told the truth, had he just been like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. Monica uh, fucking blew me and I just on her dress and not finger banged her, you know, had he just come clean, uh -huh. it would have washed away a lot sooner. As with every scandal, just come clean quick and then it hopefully washes. But yeah. just the semantics and the backpedaling, blah, blah. Yeah, when you do that, it just, it always gets you in trouble, right? Like you can't. Yeah. You can't get away with it, man. I, li I like where he's like, I was very inebriated. It's kind of a I worse answer, very, though. Very, very inebriated. You That's, tried crack? Well, yeah. once when I was really hammered. I know. Like, and you get, How are you going to blame me for what <laughs> yeah, I do when right. I'm drunk? That's what that is. <laughs> I mean, you know I get fucked up. And by the way, I'm not perfect. Maybe you are, Matt. Matt. Christina. Matt Lauer. Maybe you are. <laughs> but I'm not. Right, right. And I'm not going to go out here and act like I'm perfect. You, you yeah. kinda... He shifts the blame to yeah. the perfect person. So now it's Matt's fault because he's not a fall down drunk. Brother, you've never seen me 
That's also that's also him right there. All right, we got to wrap this shit up, man. Okay. Um, what a day. What a day. You got to hear the bomb of bombs. What a day. Um, Thank God the thief is here to make it better. Come here, Fufu. All, all I wanted oh, was Fifo. Oh, the Fufu. And I was chewing those nuts on stage. I just wanted <laughs> Fifo to be here. Tell me everything's going to be all right. Well, what would he say to you? Time. Fuck these bitches, man. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Better than this shit. You're better than this shit. You don't need these motherfuckers. Say something funny, motherfucker. <laughs> Old ass motherfucker talking shit to you, dog assholes. <laughs> Rescue my nuts. <laughs> mm. You think he would say that to them? I think he would just. Fuck y'all, motherfuckers. Like, don't talk to my dad like that. Absolutely. Dad. Mm-hmm. It's my motherfucking dad, man. <laughs> my motherfucking dad. Yeah. Wow. Um, Fuck those assholes. I'm so mad that they're booing you. It makes me so angry. I don't like people fucking with you. I don't like nobody fucking with you, boo. Are you fucking with me? All right. Aw, it's Fifo's song. Fifo's song. Yay! That's for you, (laughs) Fifo. All right, bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Please go to your mom's house podcast. Dot com and also don't forget if you're in the Pasadena area Friday come see us do the show live bye bye 